get better every day, a little bit better each and every day. And before you know it, the things that bothered us, things that triggered us, the things that upset us in the past, they start to dissolve. They start to no longer hold their power. And when you become, when you get to a certain point, you can start to rewrite these things instantly. You can start to rewrite these memories. You know, they're not going to be ingrained necessarily and locked in, but you can start to rewrite them instantly and you can start to see things change. What's up, guys? How's it going? This is Sean French, and welcome to my show. Today, guys, I got an amazing guest. Um, I have the Joey Kramer. He is the creator of the Reality Practice, and not just the Reality Practice. He is the creator of the Reality Practice Network. This guy is a true visionary, a genius. He knows exactly what he wants, and I am so excited to be good friends with him and to live this journey locking arms with him. So without further ado, Joey Kramer, what's up, baby? What's going on, Sean? Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be here. I'm, I'm so excited to dive into everything with you, man. I'm just excited to have you on here, man. We've uh, I've been blessed to be on your show before, and and now here we are. You know, kind of trading off. But more than more than that, I've I've gotten to know you really, really well over the last three months, and you know, the audience will find out that we are involved in a community together. And I think it's been very, very advantageous for me to be able to lock arms and uh, gain relationship with individuals like yourself who have such amazing vision. But first, before we get into all that, I want to ask you some funny questions, man. Let's just, let's just have some fun first. All right, shoot. I'll, I'll answer them best I can. All right, cool. All right. If you had to choose all right, between Voltron and Transformers, which one do you pick? Hmm, Transformers. Why so? I, I like the idea of shape-shifting, becoming something else, you know, like instantly being able to transform into a new version, a better version of you. Maybe not a better version, just a different version. What's needed at that moment? Boom, transform into it to conquer whatever needs to be conquered. Then you can always go back to the normal version of you. We're all just living infinite versions of ourselves. Which one do you want to jump into? Holy shit. You went down that road with that question. And that is why you are so amazing because you've been able to transform your life just by using your vision and moving in a certain direction. And we're going to get to all that, but we're not going there yet. So pizza or tacos, you can tacos. have one tacos, never tacos all day, every tacos day Tacos over pizza. So if you had to choose one for the rest of your life, you're choosing tacos over pizza. Oh, absolutely. I, I literally eat tacos probably four days a week. We love tacos over here too. Fish I, tacos, shrimp tacos, beef tacos, fried tacos, soft tacos, pork tacos, you know, you name it. Uh, the street tacos are my favorite, you know, getting okay. the, uh, tacos pastor. Oh, we got a place here in Kansas City, authentic. You go to it and they've got a big thing of pork, like yeah. Four foot tall roasting on a road rotisserie going around and they just go on and shave off the little slices of pork right there. And they make their tortillas, get a little old lady rolling tortillas literally right there in front of you on a flat top and just amazing. one after another making them. It's amazing. You ever come to Kansas City? We'll visit there. Well, I'm, I'm excited for that. But um, also, too, the audience doesn't know this, but I'm going to tell them you're actually going to be at my house next Tuesday. That's right. Less than a week. Sorry, less than a week away. We're gonna have to do something exciting. When we're gonna we're make there, tacos. You know? Tacos, it is. We're making tacos. I mean, is there any other choice after what we just spoke about? <laughs> I I wouldn't be disappointed. Cool. We'll do some tacos. Um, uh, what What's your salsa situation look like, though? I am a salsa snob. I make my own, but I love I love trying all sorts of salsas, but they got to be hot. I mean, like okay. burn your ass hot. Okay. So, like, oh, I, so you want to feel it the next day hot? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, I'll find that out for, we'll figure something out. Um, anything habanero. Okay. Habanero. Okay. So well. there's, there's a sauce from Trader Joe's. I don't know if they have Trader Joe's out there, but it's a green sauce. 
it's not super spicy, but it's super tasty. Uh, but mm. I will make sure to accommodate your ring of fire when you come here. Don't you worry. I like that. It, it's it, quite literally a ring of fire. Quite, quite literally. Um, <laughs> well, shoot, man. Like, listen, um, I guess we can just jump into it now. Let's just jump into it. So walk us through what got you here today and, you know, just share your story on how it led to what you've created with the reality practice. Thanks. Thanks for asking, Sean. It's my story is one I, I wouldn't have believed it had it not actually happened to me. You know, I I start by asking people, you know, have you ever wanted to go back in time? Have you ever wanted to rewrite your past, the wrongs, the traumas, the things that have happened to us? You know, everybody has regrets. Everybody thinks about those things they should have done or could have done differently in their lives. And we beat ourselves up over them day after day, year after year. And that's where most of us live. And what I'm here to teach people, what I'm here to show people is we literally can go back in time. We literally can rewrite the wrongs of our past. And I, I'm living proof. I actually did it. I went back in December of 2020 and completely rewrote my entire past, which included my biological DNA. I'm no longer the person I was for the first 40 years of my life. I transformed everything into a new version of me, a better version of me. And that in turn changed the direction of my entire life, but it also changed the direction of my children's lives. And I'll share that story with you as we go along. <laughs> you know, starting out my life, it, it hasn't been easy. I was abandoned at birth, basically by my biological father, left to be raised by my mom and my grandmother. Till my stepdad came into the picture when I was eight years old, seven, eight uh, time frame. But, you know, that being said, I grew up without a father, without a male role figure in my life for many years um, throughout childhood. I had a great childhood. Don't get me wrong. Very happy memories. Uh, however, around nine, 10 years old, I experienced some sexual trauma, some sexual abuse, uh, which then you know, progressed on that got that got locked way deep down inside, you know, which caused me to follow the route, like most people that experience that sort of trauma, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol addictions, hell, sexual addictions, very prevalent, you know, when you've had that sort of abuse. And couple on to, you know, add on to that, I also suffered from Tourette syndrome, I just learned, I found out I had that, you know, as I started to hit puberty, it all started to, my blinks and my ticks and whatnot started to come out a lot more. So that made me self-conscious. That really made me feel, you know, kind of go into this shell. I was always ex very extroverted, very athletic, very outgoing. You know, I was a competitor, but on the inside, I was, you know, I was, I was sad. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of anger. Uh, there was a lot of self-doubt, you know, so I lived most of my life with that. Like I said, the first 40 years of my life was completely a total lie, you know? Mm. And I tell people that the stories we believe of our past, the identity of who we feel and think we are, are all just lies. They're all just the stories we want to tell ourselves about who we think we are and about what we think we did in the past. And I'm here to tell you that, that all of it's bullshit. The past does not exist. There is no past. There is no future. There's only right here and right now. And how we choose to think about ourselves, how we choose to identify with our past, with our memories of the past is who we actually are. And that's what's creating everything from this moment forward on is being created by that vision, that identity. So where did, where did the shift, where did the change begin with me? It all started around 2008, 2009. I started to wake up a little bit. You know, that's when I launched my first company. That's when I started kind of getting into some self-development, some business development, things like that. I, I just, I guess I started growing. I started learning more. You know, I think my entire life, especially my 20s, uh, you know, I had a lot of dreams. I had a lot of visions. I was always journaling. I was always like brainstorming this idea for a business or that idea for a business. It was literally since my early 20s, I've got journals of You're waking this business up. idea. Huh? You're waking up. You're like, I, it was, yeah, buzzing. something was awakening within me. This imagine it, it's the, that imagination, that desire to create. 
And I'm just, and I'm not understanding it really, but it started to spark a little bit. And I tell people, that's all you need. You just need that one spark. That spark ignites the fire. And once you realize it's sparked, once you realize it started, it can't be turned off unless you purposefully try and try and quiet it, right? So I'd say the next real jump was in 2012. And that's when I filed for, went through a divorce, you know, for a couple of years with my first wife. And I learned a lot. I really learned to start diving deep at that point into some self-healing, some self-growth. I started looking at, you know, healing the child within me, so to say, and, you know, trying to understand why this divorce happened. You know, it wasn't all her. There was a lot of me that caused the problems. There was a little awareness, you know, identifying with the problem. So uh, move forward. It's really 2014. I meet my wife now, April, and she has the same sort of drive, the same sort of desire to really to grow, to evolve, you know, so we dive into that self-improvement, self-help. We start our own business together. So we're doing a lot of business development, a lot of growth there. And something around 2018 really shifted within me. And I went from this, I I almost got bored with the the self-development business side of everything. It was like, I'm hearing the same stuff being repeated. I, I wanted to find more. There, seemed, there, there had to be more. So that's when I went, started getting into the spirituality realm and going into the meditation aspect of it and just the philosophy of it all. And before I knew it, by 2019, boom, I'm in deep. You know, I'm, mm. I'm meditating daily. I'm practicing what it is I preach. You know, I'm, I'm learning everything I can from the greats, you know, from the, from Dr. Joe Dispenza, Neville Goddard, I found Brian Scott and his channel on YouTube. And it awakened me to this new reality that holy shit, quantum physics is telling us, wait a minute, we're creating everything literally from our own imagination. We're all just energy, right? So this is all coming kind of coming to a head And in February of 2020, that's the first time I had my first vision, I tell people. That was my first time I I spoke directly with God, and I was shown the plan. I was shown this outline, and what had happened was I'm I'm doing, at that point in time, I'm a door-to-door salesman selling solar, Mm -hmm. which is fairly new in Kansas, so I'm selling a new product it's the middle of winter. I'm supposed to be knocking doors. So you can imagine I'm broke at this point in time. I don't even think there's sun in Kansas at that Kansas city at that time. Oh, there's sun, but it's a cold (laughs) ass sun. Um, So needless to say, we're, my wife just finished her busy season with her company. So we're on kind of a break from income for her. Well, I'm not bringing in any income because it's winter. So we're down to our last Two $300 to our name with a week to go in February. We've got, I think, about $3,000 in bills coming due within a week. No clue how we're going to pay them, right? And I end up going out one morning. It happened to be a beautiful morning in Kansas City. So I go out on a jog that morning because I'm going to prepare for this triathlon. Mm-hmm. I'd ran one the year before. And now I'm going to prepare for this new one coming up in the summer of 2020. Little did we know our lives would be turned upside down. But anyways, (laughs) I go out on this jog and it was a beautiful morning in Kansas City in February. It was like 60 degrees out. It was awesome. And I misstep rounding the corner at the bottom of my street and I blow my knee out and I have to literally hop and hobble home. I wake up the next day. I can't put pressure on it. It's swollen. I've got pictures of it, you know, sitting on the couch with a huge ice bag on my knee. And I'm just thinking to myself, holy shit, I'm screwed. I am like, we are screwed. We got $300 to our name. I can't work. We've got no health insurance because we're Mm self-employed. I'm just like, I'm freaking out, man. And that's when I I got pissed. I really got pissed. I, I yelled out to God. In that moment, I'm in tears and I'm like, why 
did you fucking do? Like, how does this serve any purpose in my life? What is going on here? You know, I'm meditating, I'm reading, I'm learning, I'm doing everything you're fucking asking. Why did you do this? And I finally calmed down and did my meditation that morning and tried to tried to settle myself. And what came from that meditation, I've got a video recording afterwards. It was truly unbelievable because that was when I quieted my mind, I went into that space. It was revealed to me and literally God spoke to me and he told me to let go, let go of it all. Just trust, have faith. This is all happening for a reason. And the more I let myself go, the more was revealed. And what came to me was my wife's company transitioned in an entirely different way into a whole nother product, which would eventually go viral. Mm. And all of our money issues at that point in time would be washed away. It's like, and I saw this product. It didn't even exist at that point in time. I saw it and I was shown the end and it was given, it made me realize how amazing this is and that there's nothing to fear. Like every, this is, everything's going to be okay. Just have faith and move forward. It's going to work out. And when I tried to explain this to my wife, she thought I was completely and totally insane. You know, she's, she's crying. We're, we're broke. We're, we're going to get kicked out of our house. And I'm like, baby, I had a vision. Trust me. It's all going to work out. So we moved forward from there. And within a few weeks, that's when COVID hits. Mm -hmm. The whole world shuts down. Uh, her business has to shut down because it's a live entertainment events business. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when she comes up with the idea to take this product online. And the next thing you know, she builds this brand new product, puts it online. It gets picked up two weeks later by BuzzFeed as one of the best Mother's Day gifts of 2020 to give during the pandemic. So cool, man. Viral. Money's rolling. I think we made $80,000 in like a month and a half for Mother's Day. So everything is just like, it's, it's literally what I was shown, but I couldn't explain it at the time. Mm -hmm. So things continue happening all through 2020. I manifest my coach into my life for free at that. It'd be, it, you know, I mean, I manifest one of the top coaches in the world that works one-on-one -on -one with Tony Robbins, some of the biggest names in the world. And uh, he, he lives here in Kansas city. Right. And he comes on board and he's my personal coach. And the things I'm starting to figure out is that I'm manifesting my reality. I'm meditating in the mornings and within an hour or two of that meditation and what I would see during that meditation, it would literally play itself out within an hour or two, like in our company meeting in the morning, I'll be sitting around the conference table and my wife will start talking about something and one or two of the other employees, they get in a conversation and it's literally the conversation I just had word for word during my meditation that I saw two hours prior to it completely freaking me out, like in an awesome way, but in a holy shit, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is crazy. Um, there's so much that goes into that, but I'm going to fast forward to where I truly changed my DNA when, when everything came to the real head, you know, cause that 2020 was amazing. I was attacked spiritually by negative entities. I was shown more visions. I was of, of the reality practice network. Literally that was shown to me. I didn't know how it came into play two years ago, but again, just trust, let go and let it come to me. And while I would be shown the end of certain things, it's all that in between that I couldn't figure out. Yeah. And that's where it was. That's where everybody gets hung up. Yeah. That's where the fear comes in. And when you release that fear of all the in-between shit, all the in-between shit starts to get revealed to you when the time is right. You just need to see the end, know the end, and it will get you there. Just let the rest of it <laughs> fill itself in. So uh, that's what I was doing. And it brings me to December of 2020. I go in, I'd, I'd go to a Tony Robbins event, Date with Destiny. Mm -hmm. And I enter into that event with one thing I wanted to achieve. And all the work I'd done prior to that, I still had a lot of anger, a lot of frustration 
built up and I didn't know where it came from. Right. So I entered this event thinking I'm going to remove this one last thing, this anger that's inside of me. I don't know what it is, but I got to get it out. So that was my focus. And by day one of the event, I realized real quick that all of my anger, all of my frustration, all of my lack of success, all the bullshit of my life had been caused by this idea of this abandonment of my biological father, right? Mm -hmm. So day two, I wake up and I go to write him a letter and forgive him for all the things that I believed he caused, you know, all of the pain that I believed he had given, you know, caused me to suffer from was all bullshit. It was only the stories I'd been telling. He left. That's all he ever did. He just mm -hmm. fucking left. He didn't mm -hmm. do anything to me, but I blamed him for it. So when I go to write this letter and apologize and forgive him, I made it one sentence and I just lost it. And I cried for an hour straight because I was realizing that he never did any of it. It was all me. You so, know, it's, it, yeah. Sorry, man. I got to jump in. I got to jump in. It's, it's amazing because I have a similar story. You know, my biological father left when I was two beat the living dog shit out of my mom. She barely survived. I didn't have a father figure in my life until, you know, seven or eight, just like you. And, you know, then my, my, um, my dad came into the picture and, you know, since then my dad and I do not have a relationship. Um, it's just a toxic situation, but I, a lot of my issues in early adulthood and in my friendships and my relationships was always like, insecure because I'm like, are you happy? Like you seem mad at me. Is everything okay? Are you good? Like what's going on? It's, does this look okay? Like I, I realized I was super insecure because I had that fear of abandonment and all too often. I just told myself it's because of what my dad's did to me. And you know, I still work through my issues, right? There's times because I'm a human being, I will go back into that victim mentality, tell myself that bullshit fucking story that it's their fault. But then I got to re I got to flip, do a complete 180 and just understand like, wait a second, Sean, that is how you chose to view those, those things. Now was the shit messed up? Yeah. The shit was messed up, right? Like we're not going to discount what happened to me, what happened to, you know, to you, but here's the thing. At some point in our lives, we have to make a decision, right? And we have to choose what we're going to do with our story and how we're going to live our lives because there's a generation below us, which is our kids, that we don't want to pass this shit down to, right? So for me, it's super inspiring listening to your story. That's the second time I've heard that story, and it was better than the first. The bottom line is your dad's or my dad's didn't do anything to us. They did the best that they could given who the fuck they were. And then we chose to craft a story and run with that shit. Mm, and right. it all has to do with, you know, poor me, poor me or at the, at the time, because there was limiting beliefs that we believed about ourselves. Very true. Yes. Yes. And the victim mentality is what harms most of us. That's what keeps most of us stuck. It's comfortable to mm -hmm. stay in the past. Because we don't have to look, when we live in the past, we don't have to think about the future. We don't have to think about how we move forward. We just stay where we're at because it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Even though it's miserable, it's painful, it's sad, it's scary. The future, when, we, when we're living in that victim mentality, the future is terrifying. Right. Because we don't know how to move forward in a positive way. We only can know and see the negative because that's how we programmed our mind to believe it to be. Right. So that's, we can't, we can't move forward in the way we want to until we start to recognize, have that awareness and heal the past, heal the bullshit that's holding us back, whether we want to admit it or not, it's there and it has to be resolved, but it can't be done overnight either. So right. this is a process. This is a gradual get better every day, a little bit better each and every day. And before you know it, the things that bothered us, things that triggered us, the things that upset us in the past, they start to dissolve. They start to no longer hold their power. And when you become, when you get to a certain point, you can start to rewrite these things instantly. You can mm -hmm. start to rewrite these memories. You know, they're not going to be ingrained necessarily and locked in but you can start to rewrite them instantly and you can start to see things change in the present 
all around you a lot quicker. I mean, they go from take six months to manifest something to three months to one month to holy shit. Now you're doing it in a matter of a couple of days. And this yeah. is possible. And that's what I teach people how to do. And it'll and you'll be able to kind of see the outline of it and what I the tools I used as I finish my story here as far as changing, rewriting my DNA, because it uses three fundamental components, compassion, forgiveness, and love. And when we harness those, we can move mountains. We can change the world. We can literally rewrite the story of the universe. And I'll explain all of that as we kind of dive in a little deeper. So as I'm going through this Date with Destiny experience, the next transformation I experienced was we went through a uh, early childhood regression. Mm. And what happened was we were supposed to remember this event, the earliest event we could remember as a child. And for me, I can't remember shit from my past, like literally last week's hard to remember, let alone 40 years ago, um, unless I focus on it, right? So I go in and I remember this event that I'd forgotten all about. And I was five years old and I was on a trip with my mom down to Texas to visit my biological father. And we're told, put yourself in your mind, see through your eyes. What were you feeling? What were you thinking? You know, what, what were you thinking right before this event happened? So I'm thinking to myself on the way down there, how excited I am. I'm like, oh my God, I get to meet my dad. You know, he's going to come home and he's going to love me and I'm going to have a father and I'm going to be like all the other kids. Yay. Yeah. You know, I'm so excited. And then it hits me. What if I wasn't good enough for him? What if he didn't love me? Mm. What if I do something to screw this up and he won't come home and be my mom's husband? You know, what if I screw this up for my mom? So mm -hmm. all these things start weighing on me and I just get overwhelmed with this sense of fear. And then I realize, what the hell am I thinking? I'm a five-year-old boy. I've got no control over what he chooses to do, what anybody does. All I can control is me. But those were the thoughts that were going through my mind. And I remembered it then. And it scared me. It hurt, right? And then we're told, go into the, go into the mind of the other person. So I went into my mom's mind. And I could see through her eyes. And I could feel what she was feeling at that moment. And she was super excited. But she was terrified. She's like, this guy had abandoned us. And wanted nothing to do with us. He had cheated on her. That whole story, you know, it wasn't a good deal, right? So she was going outside of her comfort zone to try and give me a father. She was willing to do whatever it took to give me a father, regardless of sacrificing her own happiness, right? Right. Uh, and her own fears. And mm -hmm. by being inside of her mind, by seeing what she saw, I felt a new level of compassion for her. Yeah, I started crying for her out of the love that she must have felt for me to want to give me that regardless of her own thoughts and feelings. And I just I cried and, and just out of love. Right. Wow. So then we're to ask, go into another the other person's eyes if, if there was another person. So I put myself into my biological father's eyes. His name was Robert, by the way, um, and he'll come into play a little bit more. So I put myself into Robert's eyes. And same thing, I could see his fear. He was terrified. He ran all the way down to Texas to escape these responsibilities of being a father, of being a husband. You know, he didn't want this in his life, yet we were there trying to like pull him back in. Found you. He did. Yeah, it's like, now we got you, you're ours. And right. he didn't want any part of it. So I could see and feel through his eyes. And I felt so sad. I felt so angry almost at myself for having judged him for not wanting to be there when all along that wasn't the place he was supposed to be. That so wasn't what he wanted. So yeah. how can I, how can I cause somebody else to do something that they right. don't want to do? How selfish is that of me? Right? So this whole thing ends, this whole exercise ends and it's just totally changed me in the way I'm now seeing compassion and love and forgiveness. And everything felt right. I was, it was like I instantly healed. 
There was nothing more to be angry about. There's nothing more to be sad about. I realized and I could see that everything that happened in my life prior to that moment had happened for a reason. I just mm -hmm. didn't understand a lot of the reasons why everything happened. But I was starting to kind of see behind the curtain. I was starting to see why everything happens in the order and the manner it has to happen, good or bad, in order to shape me into mm. who I'm supposed to be. These are the lessons we're here to learn. We just have to become aware that they're lessons. So the event ends. I call my mom a couple of days later, and I'm and this is where the magic happened. I call my mom a couple of days later, and I start off by just telling her how much I loved her and how much I forgave her for anything she thought she might have done wrong in raising me. You know, I, I had just healed all of this energy from my past and I wanted to tell her all about it, right? And I told her, I loved you. I love you. You did everything right. Thank you. Thank you for what you did for me. You caused me to be the person I am today, you know? Um, and she's like, I wish I would have been harder on you. I said, mom, you, if you would have been any harder on me, I would have broken. <laughs> I was not strong enough back then. Hell, I tried to commit suicide multiple yeah. times, almost 20 and right before my 21st birthday was minutes away mm -hmm. from the doctor saving my life in the uh, ER. And, you know, I told her, I said, you did everything right because if you would have done it differently, I would have broken. Mm -hmm. So, don't ever beat yourself up about it. I love you. Thank you. Mm. I said, I even went back and I forgave Robert for having left. And that's when she stops and she's in tears at this point, right? We both are. And she says, Joey, I've got something I need to tell you. I plan to take this with me to my grave, but I feel like I have to tell you now. I said, okay. What is it, mom? You know, I'm on cloud nine. I'm like, I can't hurt me now. I've, I've, I've resolved all this bullshit. So bring it on. I'm excited. What do you got? And she stops. She pauses and says, Joey, Robert's not your dad. Wait, what? What, what did you say? Did I hear you correctly? The man that I spent 40 years of my life blaming for everything that had gone wrong the man that I just forgave earlier in the week, realizing that it was all just my own story. It was all just my own thoughts. You know, it had nothing to do with him. This whole guy that I'd spent 40 years to remove. Now you're telling me he wasn't even my father. Dude, that's, that's a fucking. Yeah, it, dude, I'm, I do. Honestly, some... I, I'm, I'm fucking dumbfounded right now. Oh, it gets better. You know, for somebody that, uh, you know, hasn't done the healing like I had experienced, this would probably fuck them up. Oh, to yeah. Hear this, that would be, right? that'd be really, me, really tough. Me, I'm just, I'm like, I am right now, like, what? Are you serious? Who the fuck now is I'm he? thinking, who the fuck is he? Who is he? And <laughs> who am dad? I going to create him into? Yeah. I have this moment in time that I'm creating this reality that I'm living in right now. It's like, yeah. who could I possibly create to be my father? So I go, okay, go on. What happened? She says only four people in the entire world knew of this, her, my biological father, my stepfather, and my uncle who had passed away the year before all four of them had vowed to take it to their grave. Right? So she says, Robert, he couldn't have children. So she really wanted a child. She was willing to do basically anything she could to have a child. She went as far as going to the Colombian, reaching out to the Colombian embassy to see about adopting a child, an orphan child from Colombia. And I'm like, wait a minute, mom, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Is, are you telling me that the reason I get so tan in the summertime and the reason I'm the only one in my family with bright blue eyes out of everybody I'm like, where did those come from? Right. I go, are you telling me that I'm half Colombian? And she goes, no, honey, no, you're not half Colombian. I'm like, damn it. That would have been a cool story. Maybe I was oh, yeah, a son of like a, a, an orphan son of a Colombian <laughs> drug lord. You know? I'm like, damn it. No, that, that wasn't, that wasn't the reality I was creating apparently. So she goes on to tell me 
that she had she was working at a hospital in Kansas City. And at that time in 1978, they were doing a new experimental procedure. Do you remember? In vitro fertilization mm -hmm. had just been invented yeah. back then. So she enrolls in this program to get artificially inseminated. And the next thing you know, here I am. I'm like, this is fricking insane. So who was my dad? Said, she signed all the confidentiality paperwork, and lo and behold, my father, my real father, was a medical student at the hospital who later <laughs> became a doctor at that hospital. She couldn't, she, due to confidentiality, she couldn't know who it was, but she Man. says for years she'd walk through the, hall, the halls at the hospital, and every once in a while she'd walk past this really handsome doctor with bright blue eyes that looked very similar to me. And she knew that, that was, him. was him, but she, wow. she didn't know who he was, but she's, she always had a feeling. She's like, that's him. Oh my God. Dude, that's, 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 that's a plot twist, bro. Yeah. Hey, you that, think? Is, <laughs> that is, that is amazing. Well, that what's, is amazing. What's the most amazing of it all is not only did I rewrite my biological DNA, I'm now the son of a doctor. Now my children, both of my boys are the sons of, or the grandsons of a doctor. They have no, they have no excuses for failure at this point in time. Mm. They've been genetically <laughs> programmed with the, you know, with the genes of a freaking doctor. So it's like, don't tell me you can't figure out calculus or algebra or Dude. biology. Bullshit. You Dude, know? What a but, story, man. Thank you. And the greatest part of it all, too, is in healing myself, allowing my mom to feel comfortable in sharing this new story with me, this new reality. I released her from 40 years of lies, 40 years of pain that subconsciously she dealt with each and every day, wondering should she tell me, did she make the right mistake keeping it or the right decision, keeping it from me, that burden that she lived with, it was now released from her. It was gone and it changed the lives of all of us just like that. So I manifested the new reality, new biology, all in the matter of about a week's time frame. Not everybody can do it that quickly. You know, I tell people jokingly. It's like we all have this ability to go back and rewrite things to design our our reality whichever way we want to and however big you want to imagine it to be. And for me, I've always been a go big or go home guy. So obviously, I can't do anything small. I've got to if I'm going to rewrite something, fuck it. I'm rewriting my biological DNA. I'm changing my entire past. You know, like I could have chose something little, but I'm like, nah. Why don't I just do something insane? I've got a new dad. Poof. Dude, so the biggest negative we have is we only have, we don't have all day to record, right? I can literally listen to all this stuff. So like, I don't even think we're going to get to everything that we wanted to get to, but I think there's a, re I know there's a reason for that. And what I'd like the audience to really take out of this is no matter what happens in your past, you have the ability to rewrite your story based on your thoughts and how you love and how you have compassion and forgive others and create whatever the fuck you want in your life. And I Very think, true. and I know, and I know for certain that people need to hear that because too many people are saying this happened to me back in the day, or I'm too scared to go forward because I'm not good enough because of what he or she said to me back in the day. And I can tell you, man, it's really crazy. Um, you were, you were going back and you were talking about uh, this, the early childhood memory. Mm -hmm. um, man, I got to be honest with you. The only childhood memory that I can think of is two of them, actually, sitting on the, the, the doorstep waiting for my biological father to come pick me up when I was six and never showing up. Mm. The second was him taking me out to play baseball at Newhall Park. One of the very few times he actually followed through and coming to picking me up. I had a black bat it was called a bomb bat B O M B A T it was back in the day mm -hmm. and a yellow, uh, no, sorry. I apologize. An orange Franklin baseball. I like a bright orange and yeah. I couldn't hit the fucking baseball. 
And he was just telling me how bad I was and I wasn't good enough. And it is no question that to this day, that moment still haunts me. But thank you to you because now I can go back and I can do an abbreviated exercise because I wasn't there at the Tony Robbins event, but I can see things through his eyes, my eyes, and I can understand now that my programs and the story I chose to believe about myself was nothing more than the limitations he saw in himself. Mm. I want to thank you for that. That's beautiful. I I tell you why that's, that's literally the program I'm creating. You said you can go back and do a, you know, mock version, condensed version. I'm, I'm actually creating a program called 10 days to heal. And it will literally walk you through step-by-step what I did and how I did it using the same techniques, using the same type of meditation. Mm. Uh, We're going to have some different exercises involved with it to really get to the core of those beliefs that you think you have and those programs that have been operating your life, basically subconsciously, you know? So it's going to be a one program that you can repeat over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Once you learn the process to remove this shit from your mind, from your past, uh, you know, from your story, once you can figure out how to do it, you can start doing it with everything. And before long, you don't need to remove anything because no, none of the stories will actually harm you anymore because you're able to see that all those stories had to happen exactly the way they did in order for you to grow from them. Once we evolve, once we understand the why behind how, behind what happened, Mm -hmm. that need to continue to learn it is removed. We move on to the next thing we need to learn, but that specific lesson is resolved. It no longer presents itself as a something to hold us back because it no longer has that power anymore. So Mm -hmm. once we start to get in this habit of really understanding what it is and who we are and why we act the way we do, why we think what we think, it becomes really simple to no longer worry, to no longer have fear about these things, to no longer have that self-doubt. That's that's kind of, you know, you had asked beforehand uh, to think about the three lessons I've learned from my life. And it kind of goes right in line with this. Number one, forgive yourself. Mm. Everything has happened exactly the way it's supposed to happen. And we choose for these things to happen to us, whether you want to believe it or not. When we come back here, when we reincarnate lifetime after lifetime to learn these lessons, we choose which lessons we want to focus on each time. And for me, it was the lesson of compassion, forgiveness, and love to forgive myself. I'm the one creating the stories. I'm the one believing the stories. The stories are all bullshit. The only thing that matters is what's happening right now, which leads me into the second lesson I learned, the power of our imagination and our thoughts. You talk about it all the time on your shows. It's called mindset. That's Mm -hmm. one aspect of this. Mindset, thoughts, imagination. We have to be able to envision what we want We have to believe we can get it and we have to know and understand the steps it's going to take to get us there, but nothing, this is our universe to create. We are unique. Each person is so unique. Your life is created exactly the way you want it to be, whether you realize it or not. Mine is completely different, but we're all playing together. What I see is different from you, from next person, from the next person, but we all have this gift of this infinite ability, the infinite realities that are simultaneously existing. We're just energy waves kind of flowing together. We're either bouncing off each other. We're coming together with each other and molding. It's a, it's a magical, beautiful thing. And when we can see from the 30,000 foot view, how quantum physics is running all this, how it's allowing all of this, it's, it's mind blowing, you know, and it, leads me to my last and final most important lesson of all is that love is the greatest power of everything. I truly believe that's what we're here to learn. Each lifetime we come here to learn that compassion, forgiveness, and love. So we have bad things happen. We have trauma happen. Now imagine 
don't imagine this is how it actually works. We are consciously creating reality. That's, that's our God-given ability. That's what we've all come here to do, is to learn to create just as the creator does, because we are a part of the creator. Yeah. However, what have we been operating from? As long as we know, we've been operating from our reptilian subconscious brain. 95% of everything that we are creating is happening subconsciously from our fears, our past stories that we've been telling ourselves. Mm. If we were given the opportunity right now, which we have, we just can't access it. But if we were given the opportunity to consciously create our reality, we would destroy the world in less than 10 minutes. The population is not ready to awaken to this true power because they would imagine from their subconscious mind, alien invasion, nuclear war, famine, plagues, you name it. All of these things that we've been brainwashed to believe are real, are deep-seated in our minds. We have to erase that bullshit. Mm. We have to see it for what it is, and we have to learn that love is the most powerful of all. So when we consciously start creating from love, it's taking responsibility for our creations. You create the beauty you want to see instead of the chaos that is out there. So that's the difference. That's really what it takes is understanding how love, how important love works, how important it is to see through everybody else's eyes, to understand what they're think, thinking, feeling, seeing, and to understand that they're all just an actor in your play. How can you be angry at them? You ask them to do that to you. You ask them to teach you this lesson so mm. you can learn to love more. You can learn to create from beauty and not from anger, not from sadness, not from fear. Love it, man. Dude, this conversation has been so valuable. I, I, I learned a ton. Um, I know the audience is going to learn a ton. I think, you know, as we discussed, it's so important for you to, to rewrite your story. And, and our imagination is so powerful and how we view things and, you know, the things that are deep seated into our subconscious that impact our lives without us knowing. Um, yes. it, it just, it's, it's paramount that we rewrite that and we live in our own story, the story that we want to create and what we truly believe is our higher self. And that's what we're all after. And so I, I greatly thank you so much for coming on my channel and, and chatting about this because dude, that was high level shit. And when you're done with your 10 days to healing, I want to take, I want to take a peek at it, man, because Absolutely. there's some, a lot of things that I feel like I could definitely benefit from that. And it, like you said, it's such an amazing thing that you can go back to and work on whether it's your emotional, whether it's your, your financial or your physical, right? Because we got to understand, dude, like a lot of our physical, our physical body is a repre representation of what we feel about ourselves inside. It's a belief. Our physical body is not physical in any manner, shape, or form. No, it's We're not. all just frequencies of energy pulsating no. at certain vibrations. No. This, you know, the desk I'm sitting at. Oh, I just, my dog's barking. Made your dog knocked bark, on man. my desk. <laughs> uh, it's she's, okay. She's, she's something she else. She does what she does. It, That's right. Not, she acts out of programming. Exactly. You know, just like we get triggered because of certain For things sure. that happen to us and that causes us to react. You yep. know, she does the same thing when I knock on my desk. But the point was this desk is energy. <laughs> the chair I'm sitting in is energy. The computer yeah. I'm watching you on doesn't really exist. It is all just a frequency of energy that vibrates at a certain rate that causes it to be solid that causes mm. it to have the appearance of a desk, of a computer, of a chair, of Sean French. You're not really there. You're just pulsating energy. So we have to really start to see the universe as it is mm. and not what we believe it is, if that makes sense. Absolutely, man. Well, look, dude, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, again, man, some high-level stuff, guys. Uh, check Joey out. Um, where can they find you? Other than yeah. the Reality Practice Network. 
Yeah, the Reality Practice Network. Right now, it's called Reality Practice on YouTube. It's soon to become the Reality Practice Network, which I'm excited that you, Sean French, will have your own show on the network, along with, at this point, we've got uh, 11 other people, including myself, to make 12 all together. We have the initial 12 disciples of the Reality Practice Network. There's no accident there. No accident there. This was, I've been called and shown, this is what the next steps are, so... You'll be able to find us uh, on YouTube, Reality Practice, um, Facebook, My Reality Practice. Uh, you can join the Facebook group. It's a private group for at My Reality Practice. Uh, Instagram, I'm, I'm Kramer Joey is my handle. And uh, you can also find all the podcasts on all the major uh, platforms, Apple, Spotify, you name it. Uh, I'm anywhere online, you can find me. My website is www.myrealitypractice.com. And if you want to look at having booking me to come on your show to talk at an event, uh, if you want to work with me one on one, you can get more information there, email me directly at realitypractice at gmail.com. Yeah, wealth of information. And it's only continuing to grow with the website there on the on the reality practice network. I'm, I'm honored privilege to have you on the network. I'm so excited for this to launch here and to really, to really make an impact in the world. It's mutual. I've got a grand vision, my friend. I know you do. And let's, let's, let's make this video the one that blasts it off. That'd be fantastic. So, but anyway, man, I appreciate you taking your time. I love you. You know that. And um, I'm just blessed to be your friend. And I cannot wait to meet you and your beautiful wife in person next week. That's right. I can't wait for it either. Thank you so much for having me on, uh, introducing me to your audience here. And buddy, the future is going to be brighter than you can imagine. Time just hasn't caught up yet. I've seen it. I know where we're headed. Just enjoy the ride. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. Hey, let's go, Buckaroo. I'm in. I love you, buddy. You take care. You got it. Bye now, bud.